0: The BLT, Food of the Gods, or the BLT, the sandwich built on self-delusion. Want to eat a mound of meat with a staggering amount of saturated fat, sodium, and cholesterol? Eat this sandwich regularly, and you might as well schedule your quadruple bypass for when you're 45. Who's right? Let's find out. This week on our ongoing quest to pick our favorite sandwich... The Bacon, Lettuce, Tomato.
1: Is it affordable, ethical? Is it healthy and clean? Is it first aid appropriate even though he's married? Is the origin true? Does not matter to me? All that really matters is celebrities. Joe will pick a sandwich now. It's his religion to figure it out. He
0: ate the food. He'll rate, he'll choose, will it end up on the menu, Oh what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now.
1: Sandwich. Dan, what's up?
0: How's it going, Joe?
1: It is going great. It is very, very snowy here in Seattle.
0: Last weekend, and this could impact the podcast, you sent me a picture of yourself going grocery shopping. It seemed like the line was like 100 people deep. The shelves were empty, Joe.
1: I have so much to talk about in regards to my procurement of this sandwich. But let me just say this. We have had now, I I think tomorrow will be our fourth or fifth uh, school cancellation snow day in the last week and a half.
0: Wow. Do you? It, does that does that count for you as going to work as well?
1: Well, our office is closed, but I still have to work. I, I just work from home.
0: Oh, no. But, of
1: course, I work from home with, like, a bunch of children around me um, who are going stir-crazy because they, like, can't leave the house. I mean, the problem in Seattle is that it doesn't snow that often. So, I mean, like, relative to other cities, we've gotten six, maybe eight inches, ten inches in some places. It's not – it's a significant amount of snow, but – there's literally, they just, they don't plow. They don't, yeah, they, yeah. they they plow and salt like major roads, but you know, nothing else.
0: I mean, I remember growing up, DC was sort of similar where, you know, they had plows because it does snow in DC, but there is like some level where like you get so much snow and it's just like, they don't have the equipment for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I lived in Boston, it was, it was funny because it snowed so much and it, you'd have these blizzards. And I lived in like a suburb on a side street they still, they plowed and salted our street because they just plowed and salted every street because they just have all the equipment for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would imagine, because I remember reading a news story, I think it was Atlanta or something got snow and they got like half an inch of snow, like everything shut down. Because yeah. it's like, I'm maybe Seattle has like a few plows, like they don't have any plows in like Atlanta.
1: The last time we had a storm like this was 2008. And there was a mini version in 2011, but it just doesn't happen often enough to justify the city having that stuff. But- We've now had three back-to-back snowstorms, and it's going to snow, I think, one more time. And it's just, I mean, it's just shut down. It's just just the the entire city is shut down.
0: Now, would you say, I know you're at home, you're stuck at home with your children, but is there any aspect of you that's enjoying this, like, chaos that's happening right now?
1: I mean, only in the sense that, just like like everyone, I think, it's just, it's fun when things are different, when there's just things that are out of the ordinary. So, yeah, it's fun, and there's, you know, It's very communal. People are outside sledding. We're chatting with our neighbors. People are helping each other like shovel the walk or whatever. So it's, 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 it's a pain, but it's also, it happens so rarely that it's hard to be like actually put out by it because you know, who cares? It's just like a, it's going to be a week and then you're back to normal.
0: Now, Joe, you live on an exceptionally steep hill. Yes. How, how many times have you sled down that hill?
1: Uh, I, I have not sat down at once. The kids have many, many times. It's also funny because for some reason, I don't know why, but like optically, I think people, for some reason, they look at our hill and they think that they can do it in their cars. And so we've had like four people gets up had this Uber driver who got stuck for like two hours and we had to go out and help him move his car. It was people have gotten stuck like crazy on our streets. My car got hit. Oh, by man. Someone. I, that's what I, I was know.
0: thinking, because if a car attempted to go down your street, I would imagine it's just like sledding for them. Your street oh, totally. is so steep. It's like a San Francisco level of steepness.
1: It's very steep. Someone hit my car. They were nice enough to leave a note. So it wasn't so bad. But still,
0: you, you can't even check the damage. I'm sure it'll be, be like days before you can even evaluate it.
1: I know I, I, yeah, I texted the person. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to take this to a body shop, but I'm not doing it till after the snow.
0: Yeah. I'll take it to the body shop in like two weeks after the next exactly. blizzard. I mean, you. Uh, other people might hit it, you know, get a, get his, be like, all right, this thing was caused by that guy. This thing was this guy. (laughs) Maybe they'll give you a discount, Joe,
1: but it's crazy. And it did affect the podcast. We'll talk about it when we talk about how we got all the ingredients. It was, it was nuts.
0: Well, I would have to imagine Joe, first of all, there are no nuts on this sandwich. Second of all, salted meat like bacon, like this is perfect. This is exactly what you want if you're stuck in a blizzard.
1: Yeah, the problem is it's exactly what everybody wants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I had not thought of that. I had not thought of that. Well, uh, anyways, uh, let's just get right into the sandwich. But before we do, uh, thanks to user Radiation is Good for the pro BLT and Prince Pepper Sneeze for the con. Who is Prince Pepper Sneeze? Prince Pepper I have Sneeze no idea, but is Prince Sneeze has podcast. been.
1: Has been on fire with the cons, I think.
0: Yeah. Prince Pepper Sneeze is like definitely the number one fan witch at this point.
1: Though, though, though he or she usually submits the cons, we so have to assume that they just don't really care for sandwiches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I, if, if w- most of the listeners, you know, the people who like sandwiches is fine, but if you hate sandwiches, like this is great, just hate listen to us.
1: Oh, yeah. I would, I would take hate listeners. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, we got them. Thanks to Prince Pepper Sneeze. And I, I think Prince Pepper Sneeze did really, in that con, have a really succinct uh, explanation of what's going on with the sandwich, especially health-wise. But before we get into all of that, Joe, let's just start with what's your history with the BLT?
1: So my history, Dan, as I embarked on this week, I thought about it. I am fairly confident that I've actually never eaten a BLT. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Real, before in, this week. In your entire life.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Uh I I grew up without bacon in the house.
0: Well, I don't think anybody really had bacon in the house, certainly Jews.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and it was I mean, we obviously had non kosher food in the house. We weren't a kosher household, but like just bacon wasn't really on the menu and, and and my mom doesn't eat pork, so it just was never around. Uh and I I obviously have ordered bacon out and we eat bacon in our house here. Um But never thought to order a BLT. And it kind of seemed like a little bit – my impression of it was kind of like a lame sandwich. Like it's just three ingredients. Uh, Never – I I can't imagine – I can't remember any time and I can't imagine why I would ever intentionally order it off of a menu. So I never had it before this week.
0: Wow. That is crazy. And now I'm super interested because – okay, to your point about not having bacon at home, you – And, of course, you have bacon now. You've made me bacon. I think making bacon is is something – it's somewhat of a specialty of yours. Yeah, yeah. But growing up, you must have had bacon like when you were at buffets or whatever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just never had it in sandwich form with lettuce and tomato.
0: Wow. That's crazy, Joe.
1: Because to get a BLT, you either have to intentionally make it at home. It's not like something where you just have the ingredients and you kind of put them together on your plate. Like you have to either have it at home or you have to order it.
0: Yeah. It it is like a a set of ingredients that would never like come up – in other things other than other sandwiches which are similar but they're not it's it's not like oh i've got bacon oh the natural match with this would be you like you could even have uh roasted tomatoes and bacon which is i've had that as a breakfast before in england but then there's of course no lettuce there and i mean i guess you could have bacon bits on a salad so yeah, but like
1: but like a tuna sandwich right like if you make tuna salad at home and if you have bread at home, it's like not – it's not far-fetched that you could just sort of like incidentally have a tuna sandwich.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: But a BLT is just not going to happen that way. You're going to intentionally have a BLT.
0: You're right. You're right. You're not going to – yeah. It, it's if, if you've just got bacon lying around, your thought isn't I need to make this into a sandwich.
1: Right. You just eat the
0: bacon. Yeah. You just <laughs> you eat it. Maybe you make some eggs if it's the morning. But yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, for me, Joe, I love this sandwich. I've I, I It's not – It's not the type of sandwich you have all the time. Like, this isn't a staple sandwich. It wasn't a staple for me, but I've definitely had, you know, tens, probably maybe in the uh, hundred of of BLTs. You know, this is probably a sandwich that I have, you know, four or five times a year. And man, I fucking love a, a good BLT. So, I'm not
1: surprised that you'd say that because I've seen you eat a lot of club sandwiches. Yes. And club sandwiches are just sort of like BLTs with a bunch of other ingredients in them.
0: Yes. Well, Joe, you're, it's like you're already jumping ahead to the history, but I'm just going to jump right into it, Joe. Yeah, let's hear it. How was the BLT invented? Well, much like all these other sandwiches, the exact history is unknown, but people are very, very sure that – The sandwich started as a club sandwich, and then people just started removing ingredients, and eventually, you start with the club sandwich, which has a superset of the ingredients of the BLT. Take out that piece of bread in the middle. Take out the turkey. You know, whatever. If you have, like, mustard or some other kind of – don't put that on there. You got yourself a BLT. So So I
1: picture it's just someone who's, like, very picky at a restaurant saying, like, I'll take the club, but no turkey, and that extra slice of bread is stupid. Just give me the rest. And they're like, so all you want is bacon, lettuce, and tomato. And the guy's like, yeah, that sounds great.
0: And, Joe, look at you. You're like a a sandwich history natural. I mean, when we start making up these histories, they're going to be perfect because, actually, the sandwich was originally called the bacon, lettuce, tomato. And that it was called that probably for, like, decades. It wasn't until – 1941, although this also is one of those facts that like 20 different things mention it but none of them actually have the primary source. But They're
1: all just sourcing each other. Correct. They're yeah. all sourcing <laughs> each
0: other which eventually we need to actually make the fake history and so then when people search for this history they'll come to, to our site. But uh, the, the name BLT supposedly did not actually get used in print until 1941 even though the sandwich had been around for decades before that. So it's unknown who was the first person to take this abbreviation of the sandwich or or to take this. Oh, yeah. Give me the uh, bacon, lettuce, tomato and just say, give me a BLT.
1: Well, that makes sense. 1941 makes sense, because obviously at like the onset of World War Two, printer ink was at a premium. So they didn't want to waste the ink on the menu. So they're like, just call it a BLT.
0: And, you know, Joe, another thing. World War 2, they're like just call it WW2, it's the same thing. Like they were yeah, used yeah. to smushing. Yeah. They were
1: it was a very efficient. The greatest generation was great for a lot of reasons and one thing is their, you know, their naming efficiency.
0: Absolutely. Uh let's see what else we got. Uh D-Day. What does mm-hmm. the D stand for, Joe?
1: I mean, who knows, but it's it's, it's a pretty efficient way of describing it. A bomb? <laughs> I mean, they were good. God, they were good.
0: They are the greatest generation, yeah. Joe.
1: So so now here's my question about the BLT and I don't know if you came across this in the history. It seems odd to me that the lettuce and the tomato are named ingredients in the sandwich where there are other sandwiches where you put lettuce and, and tomato in but you don't call like, – like why isn't it just called a bacon sandwich?
0: I think in terms of a lot of sandwiches, you could have say a turkey sandwich doesn't You can have a turkey sandwich. It could have lettuce and tomato. It could not have lettuce and tomato. You'd still call it a turkey sandwich.
1: Right, right, right.
0: If you just called it a bacon sandwich, it almost might like – people might make the wrong thing. Like you, it's like, no, no, no. The, the lettuce and tomato aren't optional for the sandwich. Like you need them.
1: Right. It is – right. It's not a BLT if you say, you know, hold the tomato.
0: Yeah. And of course, there's a very common variant that I wanted to try this week but I could not is the BLTA – but that also is it's naming the ingredients but it's also a key ingredient you know avocado which i, right. I think adds right. to the sandwich a, t- right. a ton and i i think you know in the future when we do the BLTA it'll be interesting to compare that to to this one but i think every ingredient is a key ingredient like and and I I don't think you can add ingredients or take it away and and you're just dealing with a different sandwich. Whereas I think for other sandwiches you're you're still getting mostly the same sandwich whether you have the lettuce. Yeah,
1: I think that's a really good point that 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 the BLT is so specific in that it 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 basically is calling out what it is. You're if you add anything to it, it's not a BLT anymore. And if you take anything away, it's not a BLT. It has to be where you know the sort of the bagel and locks we talked about last week, like. If you decided not to put capers on it, no one would say, oh, "Well, well, you have not had a bagel and locks." Then,
0: yeah, my definitely. But I think that's sort of uh, the the magic of the sandwich is its simplicity. But it everything's there for a reason. You can't have any more, but you can't have any less. It's got to be these ingredients. And um, anyway, speaking of the ingredients, this sandwich started becoming super popular after the shortened WW2, because that led to the rise of supermarkets in the United States that everybody could go to and get whatever they wanted all year round. And at the supermarket, when you can go get whatever you want, well, guess what? Bacon, lettuce, and tomato are always going to be available, you know, in yeah. these in these yeah. new supermarkets. Yeah. So it really shot up in popularity. And uh, according to uh, – this is on Wikipedia – according to the food historian John Mariani – it's the second most popular sandwich in the United States.
1: Wow. And the first being the turkey sandwich?
0: Well, according to this, the first is the ham sandwich, which mm. does surprise me a little bit. But I, I think going back to that episode, I I thought the turkey sandwich was the most popular in terms of lunch meat sales. The ham sandwich was the second most popular. And then, you know, there was – I think the BLT would be hard to to find in that in terms of like bulk purchasing because there's honestly like much less bacon in a BLT, than there is other lunch meats and other sandwiches. But I think that might be because the turkey is probably spread throughout like lots of different types of sandwiches.
1: That's a good point, or not in sandwiches at all, right? Yeah, you like sometimes cut up turkey and put it on a salad or whatever. Absolutely, yeah.
0: where I think the yeah. ham sandwich is. So, look, who am I to uh, to dispute the great John Mariani?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll take it. I mean, he's not. You know, he's not. He's not submitting research for our podcast, so I, I prefer other food historians more, but...
0: Wait till you see what, what Josh wrote in, but, you know, honestly, if uh, John Mariani wants to come on the podcast, Joe, I won't turn him down. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Defend yourself, John.
1: <laughs> well, this is a very interesting history. I mean, I I I like the fact that I sort of pre-guessed the history. I, I, I like the naming convention and the fact that uh, this greatest generation really uh help make things more efficient. I'm going to say 6 out of 10 on that history. I like it, Dan.
0: 6 out of 10. Wow. All right, Joe. Could the sandwich be in your regular rotation? So this we're going to look at the prep availability and the health of the sandwich. And I always do like to get started with the health just to give us the the general idea of the sandwich. And I think for this one, you know, our the con of the sandwich was all about the health. So for my particular sandwich, which is
1: surprising to me, let me just say going in. I mean, I, I mean, I know that bacon is pretty fatty, but it's also like fairly like low in calorie. Anyway, let's hear about it.
0: Well, I I used uh, Boar's Head, hopefully a future sponsor. Simplicity natural smoked, all natural, uncured bacon is my bacon of choice. So I'm taking the nutritional information just directly from the sandwich I used, and I made two different sandwiches, and each time. I was really trying to load the bacon on there. I couldn't find a way to put more than three slices of bacon on there. Mm, And three slices of bacon is actually just 75 calories. Right. So because two slices of bacon, according to this, was 50 calories. So the bacon is 75 calories. The two slices of white bread is 220 calories. The lettuce and tomato are essentially no calories. The mayonnaise, you know, I I like mayonnaise. The mayonnaise is 150 calories. So this sandwich in total is four hundred fifty five. calories. That's a lot of
1: mayonnaise too. Like you could go light on the mayo if you want
0: it to be healthy. Yeah, but I, I love mayonnaise. <laughs> Whether or not you think mayonnaise is healthy or not, mayonnaise is just fatty. So what if you if you don't want fat in your diet, you shouldn't have mayonnaise. But it's yeah. not like but it's fat. low
1: carb. It's yeah yeah well, totally exactly. Th-
0: the sandwich is you know the uh, the carbs of course are all from the bread. Um, but overall, the sandwich four hundred fifty five calories. It's. You know, mostly the bread and the mayonnaise, basically. The bacon isn't providing uh, that much. So it's 40 grams of carbs, 12 grams of protein, 24 grams of fat. That all doesn't seem so terrible. So I was looking this up and saying, well, why is bacon so bad for you? And as it turns out, it's like bacon actually isn't that bad for you, sort of. Like, of all the things I read, it said the two worst aspects of bacon would be the high salt content. Although that's sort of dubious, whether that's actually good or bad for, you know, some people say salt's terrible, some say it's not terrible. And then this other thing said um, bacon is high in nitrates, which apparently when you cook them turn into nitrosamines, which apparently is, you know, all the, the science on this is like, I, I don't know how proven it is. But according to this website, it's like maybe that uh, it like somehow causes cancer. So uh, it is – it does seem to me that the most negative aspect of bacon actually is that it might have a thing in it that's produced that causes cancer.
1: Yeah, but if you're having three slices in a sandwich, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, if if you're not having this every day, I, I, honestly, I just don't even think yeah. this is any issue. I mean,
1: I, look, look, this sandwich more than probably like a turkey sandwich – is going to be higher in fat content. But it's not It's, it's not the most unhealthy talk- sandwich we've even talked about. I mean, it's actually, of the sandwiches we talked about, it might be the most healthy.
0: Yeah, I think compared to something like a meatball sub or whatever.
1: Meatball sub, falafel, the the bagel itself was like huge in carbs, and even the ham and cheese. Like, you add the cheese. I mean, is, is cheese that much worse or better than bacon? It's probably about the same.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it all depends exactly what you're going for in your diet. But like right. – Other than the cancer thing, and, you know, if you have high blood pressure or something, maybe avoid it. But, you know, you should avoid... The cancer thing, I think, applies to a lot of deli meats. And, you know, okay, so the sodium thing applies to this, but it applies to uh, lots of different sandwiches. So, uh, you know, not not the least of which was the sandwich we did last week. You know, the lox is like... (laughs) It's like practically like eating a, a box of raw salt. So... I I don't know. I I came into it thinking, oh, this is a gratuitously unhealthy sandwich. But I think it's it's not healthy, but I don't think it's unhealthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so far it's the healthiest one one that we've talked about.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but I think it's fine. I think it's it's in the middle. And then the other, which one's two, healthier, the ham and cheese? I think the ham and cheese is probably healthier. Yeah, maybe
1: not by much though.
0: Yeah, it's close. I mean, it's still pork, so <laughs> it's, it's actually a very similar sandwich, but. uh, Prep and availability. So I'll start with my experience with the availability, and then I'm interested to hear about your experience with the prep and your experience of the availability. But as far as I'm concerned, this sandwich is available everywhere. I literally <laughs> got it. I had it at the bowling alley because that was I. Uh, in very breaking negative sandwich news. My local sandwich shop, Bite Me Sandwiches, that I went to every week has moved. So, oh, no yeah well the it, it's it's just uh gentrification their sandwich shop is being replaced by a twelve unit luxury hotel
1: that's so sad. What's becoming of San Francisco? Dave? I know it's
0: very sad. they're moving, but and they're they're only moving a mile away, but once the sandwich place goes from like two blocks away to a mile away, yeah, you're it, never going to go there again. yeah it's over. <laughs> it was it's, it's over <laughs> It was very disappointing, but of course, they have a version of the b l t they have a version of the b l t a but like the bowling alley has it i mean. Uh, Every diner is going to have it. Every sandwich shop is going to have it. Subway has it. This is just a sandwich that, as far as I'm concerned, is just – it's got to be one of the most available sandwiches.
1: Not only that. I mean if you're someone like me who doesn't mind ordering things off-menu, you could probably go to most restaurants. And if they have bacon on their menu, you could make them make you a BLT.
0: Yeah. And that's actually another thing I didn't even think of. Taking out all of the things I say. Deli, of course, has it. You know, Subway has it. Bowling alleys have it. A lot of restaurants, any sort of restaurant that has burgers or s- sort of designer sandwiches, yeah. a lot of them will have a BLT.
1: But even if they don't, you could say, can you just make me a BLT? Yeah. Well, of course they would do it. It's, it's like, okay, great. You want a bacon cheeseburger without the burger inside? No yeah. problem. Yeah,
0: right. exactly. <laughs> when I was thinking about the health reasons, I was like, so this actually, it's almost like a bacon cheeseburger, but just – Take off the cheese. We have the giant
1: piece of meat and cheese in it, and the burger,
0: and you've got yourself a BLT. Like like, it can't be that terrible. Yeah. But I I think basically, I just can't super super even think of any sandwich that would be more available. Honestly.
1: Okay, so we're having this giant snowstorm here. Let let me tell you my experience with the BLT. Uh, So I so the so the uh, deli near my office, Soto Deli, which I went to way back in the ham and cheese episode. um, They have it on their menu, but my, my kid's school was getting out early. So I left my office at like noon. I had to be at their school by one and it's like snowing, like crazy out. I'm like, fuck it. I need to get this BLT. This might be my only chance before we record. And I stopped and I got it. And I sent you a picture, uh, you know, we'll get into this with the taste, but it was interesting the way they made it. First of all, uh, what I loved about this place is that the guy, um, grilled the bacon fresh. It wasn't like sitting in like a vat or whatever. Yeah. uh, but I was in a giant hurry, so I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, but they did tomato, lettuce, bacon, and then another round of tomato, lettuce. It was double of the tomato and lettuce. Super interesting. But anyway, just like like to say on availability, not only was it on their menu, it was the first thing on their menu when I, when I checked online to make sure that they had it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually think for my local sandwich shop, rest in peace – the B-L-T-A was is their number two sandwich. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, at the grocery store, so so this is Thursday night as like everyone's hunkering down from the store. And of course, like Seattleites are like freaking out because it's supposed to be this like once in a decade storm. I go to the grocery store. The meat, the meat case is completely barren except for something that's literally labeled. It's a giant thing of ham and it's called ham butt. That's what the label says. And then I look over and there's bacon there. I'm like, oh, my God, they have bacon. This is this is perfect. This is what I need. And it's called beef bacon. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I can't. And oh, it, no. It, no one wanted to buy it. And I go to like a different section. You know how like they keep the bacon with the meat case, but then they also keep it like over with like the hot dogs and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I go to that section and like, there are just whole sections of this grocery store that are like sold out, which by the way is very funny because I had so many things that I bought on impulse because I'd go to the aisle and there'd only be one left. And I'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to get it. Like, even though it's the stuff I didn't need, like I'd be like a box of tissue paper. There's only one left. I, grab it. Like, uh, cause it's like you get com- competitive or whatever. So I go to the hot dog section. There's a bunch of hot dogs, obviously. Cause like, you know, hot dogs, they like, you know, they last forever. So grocery stores stock like a, like you know, 10,000 of them. Um, And I see bacon there. I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Okay, good. There's bacon here. And I go, and it's beef bacon again. I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) So then luckily they had um, a bunch of, which I've never actually made before at home. I don't know if if you have, like the pre-made microwavable bacon.
0: Oh, no. So, Uh, Jeff is going to be very upset once you're bringing the microwave into this. So my sandwich
1: was made of Kroger boxed pre-made micro which by the way you know you should be skeptical because you don't even have to like refrigerate it you just keep it in like the cabinet uh, um <laughs> that's that high then, salt
0: content joe
1: and then they didn't have iceberg lettuce which is a weird thing to run out of in a storm because like there's no nutritional value to it so who like needs to stock up on iceberg lettuce during a storm yeah so i had to buy like regular lettuce which I, which most of the stuff i read online recommended iceberg well wow, that's interesting then,
0: i i think of iceberg as regular lettuce what do you think of as regular lettuce
1: Uh, I think romaine's probably like classic lettuce to me.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Look at you, Uh, Joe, you little, very froofy. Oh,
1: give me the romaine. But no, no, that's, uh, that's arugula if you're very high class. Romaine is like a Duke lettuce. So then, then this is like the ultimate stroke of luck. There's no bread there. Obviously bread's like the first thing to go. So I'm like, well, okay, shit. I have all these ingredients, but I don't have bread. I go to pick up my daughter, uh, and, you know, she goes to like a Jewish day school, right? Like a Jewish daycare. This week, it's like rotating in the class. This week happens to be the, the week that we get the Shabbat basket, which includes an, a, a wrapped up, like perfectly cooked challah. So I have no bread, but we got this free challah from the school. It was like the biggest stroke of luck.
0: Well, I uh, I'm trying to think okay, so is close. It's it's like egg bread. It's white bread. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just worried that Hull is just not gonna be able to to get the right um crispness. But it's Well, close. I still
1: had look, I still had the restaurant one, so I definitely tried like the very classic version of yeah, it.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Um
1: and I did also like the sort of like irony of having bacon with like a very Jewish bread.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, Joe, those stukkosha rules are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> If you ever read it, like, the descriptions are just insane. It's like, yes, you cannot eat this because it is, like, the cloven hoof. But even though this one doesn't have the cloven hoof, you also can't eat it because it's just, like, the rules are, like, insane. Oh, well, and then, like,
1: okay, like, the worst is the rules that are, like, um, you know, it says you can't eat, like, an animal, like, with its mother's milk, right? So you can't have, like, beef with with milk, right, with a cow's milk because it's, like, cruel to the beef that you're, like, mocking it by, like drink e- eating milk with it right but then they're like but you can't have chicken with milk either because someone might think you're eating beef and it's like well, <laughs> well okay <laughs> like okay and it actually makes sense from like this the standpoint of like back in like biblical times when it was like punishable by like jail time for you to break kosher law that like you think about it from like a defense attorney's standpoint everyone's defense would be like no no, no that wasn't <laughs> beef that was chicken
0: yeah that is true but it like, in the modern time when all these people are just self-policing, like, it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, no one
1: cares. Like, they were basically trying to get rid of the, it's just chicken defense, which must have been the most popular defense. But like, it doesn't matter anymore.
0: That was like an addition to like six of the Bible. Like, they didn't put that in there. And then that's what everybody was like, no, no.
1: Oh, they're just closing loophole. I, no, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. It's, it was in like a footnote. Yeah. Like, like the Supreme Court handed it down. Right. Um, but anyway, so I just had, had a lot of, Adventures, But I think to the point of availability, even though we're in this massive snowstorm, I still had like so many avenues to find this sandwich. I bought the microwave bacon. We get free bread. Like it's just like even in the hardest time to find things in Seattle, I still found a way to make this sandwich
0: at home. It's a Well, I mean, that's that's part of the, the sandwiches. What's so great about it? Simplicity and the- <laughs> You know, the ingredients are just widely accessible yes. and there's just nothing complicated about them. And, you know, to your point about uh, bacon being available in so many different places, any type of food like that, that the the core meat of the sandwich is a type of food that like never goes bad. So like it's... Oh, by the
1: way, this is the other funny thing. So so the next day I'm at my office because it actually didn't snow that badly that night. So I'm at my office the next morning and... I'm talking to someone who's a, who's a former meat cutter because, you know, my union represents a bunch of meat cutters. So, like, you know, this guy is like a meat cutter for half his career. He teaches the meat apprenticeship class. So he knows everything about meat. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, what the fuck is beef bacon? And he's like, oh, like it's basically very thinly sliced beef short rib. And I was like, well, why don't they call it that? That sounds a thousand times better.
0: That sounds pretty good. I think they're trying to get on the, the bacon craze. Ugh. Because I thought when you were going to say bacon, it was going to be either some sort of turkey bacon, or like a bacon variant. It was going to be either turkey bacon or veggie bacon. And I was, I was actually thinking that at some point in the future, I would like to try a vegetarian version of the sandwich. So I thought maybe you would have fallen back, you know, the blizzard would have forced your hand, but I, but I guess not.
1: As we get deep into the season of Joe Picks a Sandwich, we'll have to try the, uh, the veggie bacon version yeah. of this.
0: Yeah, well maybe I'm already giving away my uh <laughs> my feelings about the sandwich, but uh to, to finish off prep, I will say since you, you've made bacon a million times and you have your own technique, um I will say the one thing about this sandwich that is I think a little challenging but not too challenging, is all of the ingredients you want they all sort of have different um prep times. Oh, that's interesting. And you all want them to be a a specific way. So the bread, you want to be warm and toasted. And toasting bread probably takes, you know, two or three minutes in the toaster oven. The bacon, you want to be warm, but also the right level of crispy, which for me took about 20 minutes in the oven. And then the the produce, the tomato and the lettuce, you basically want as freshly cut as possible. So you sort of have to put the bacon in the oven you know set that time when the bacon's you know uh just out of the oven or almost out of the oven then you start toasting your bread and then you want to have to cut up all your ingredients so it does definitely take from start to finish if you're making the bacon in the oven probably about 30 minutes which you know if you're in a rush like it's just it's not something you can throw together that quickly if you're making yeah the the
1: bacon bacon is obviously like the hardest part about the sandwich and i guess in terms of like prep it is different than a sandwich that is based around cold cuts or even like a bagel and lox in that like you actually more like the meatball sub or like the falafel you actually have to cook something to make the sandwich
0: yeah you do have to cook something and you know bacon uh, i'll just note for the record bacon uh since i think this will accompany all of these things bacon a is i think quite expensive (laughs) i was surprised my thing i mean maybe i'm buying this high quality delectable Simply, naturally smoked, all-natural, uncured, boar's head, high-quality meat. It was $11 for, like... Well, well,
1: I mean, you can't beat boar's head, Dan, obviously. (laughs)
0: Look, you're you're paying for that boar's head quality, but it was $11 for, like, 10 slices of bacon. So it's basically, like, each slice of bacon is, like, a dollar, which is a lot. Second of all, when you cook bacon, bacon grease gets everywhere. And bacon grease is, like, a real bitch to, like, clean out of stuff. So... I recommend using as much tin foil as possible and just collect that bacon grease and just throw it out because like
1: it – is, It is hard to make bacon without your whole house smelling like bacon, without getting grease everywhere. I mean you and I both – well, I don't know if this is widely shit or not. I mean you and I both are strong believers, I know, in oven cooking our bacon. Yes. Embroiling our bacon, uh, which is, is at least cleaner and gets like this – it's less greasy. But it, it is still – like you have to cook something and there's a big cleanup process to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I will never again cook bacon on the stove after a um, an incident that happens in uh, in college that I remember um, very distinctly, which is I was cooking bacon for a, a party or something, and uh, I I made a a ton of bacon just on the on the skillet, and so at the end of it, I've got this skillet just full of bacon grease. And so I need something to do with the bacon grease. And, of course, I'm about to pour it down the sink. And somebody says, oh, no, no, oh, you, you can't, can't do that. Yeah. yeah, as if my, like, shitty dorm room plumbing or whatever, this apartment we were in, like, I don't give a shit if I clog the pipes. But they're like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, all right, w- whatever. And they're like, just pour it in something and then throw it away. So, of course, it's a college house, college party. The cup I pick up that's the closest cup to me is, of course, A red Solo cup. Oh, no. And so I literally hold a red Solo cup in my hand, take the skillet with hot baking grease in it, and pour the baking grease into the hot skillet. Or into the red Solo cup. And I'll tell you, it was as if there were no Solo cup there. (laughs) The baking grease, like, dissolved through the bottom of it so fast. It just, I basically just poured scalding hot baking grease directly onto my leg oh and my God. I,
1: you're so stupid. That's I, the dumbest I was, thing I've ever heard.
0: It was so dumb. And I mean, <laughs> looking at the red solo cup afterwards, it was just like the entire bottom just like melted away. It was like folding up. And it had melted so much. And I had like a second degree burn on my leg. Like I had a giant like patch of my leg that was like discolored for like a year. So where, as you're like
1: applying balm to your leg. Like, aren't you so glad that your pipes in
0: your dorm room aren't ruined? Yeah. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about the goddamn pipe. Now, I have since learned that if you're going to pour it in the trash can, use a tin can. That is good.
1: Tin can well, good. Or like pour it into like a ceramic bowl and then wait for it to cool down before you do something with it.
0: But then the problem with baking grease is once it cools down, it becomes like a, a solid. So you, you have to like scoop it out. It's really a bitch. Like you pour it into a tin can when it's hot, and then just throw. Wait That's for why it to the solidify oven, the and then oven, throw so it much away. Better
1: the oven's just the way to do it. I mean, and and it gets a much more even consistency. Yeah, I mean, look, I have zero doubt that 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 getting a nice broiling pan and doing it is it, the only way to cook bacon.
0: Well, look, the the other problem with the stove that we already talked about, like assuming you are intelligent enough not to bo- pour the scalding hot bacon grease on yourself. The, the amount of, like, smoke it creates when you do it on the skillet yeah. is, like, 50 times as much. Like, I used to, when I would cook bacon on the skillet, I would have to, like, close my bedroom door. Because if I didn't, the smoke would, like, permeate all of my, like, um, like bedding. And, like, yeah. I would be, like, sleeping it in bacon, like bacon for, like... like bacon for a month, yeah. <laughs> so, but with the oven, it, like, solves that problem a lot. But anyways, it does, it is a sandwich that, that is going to require a little bit of prep. And look, you have to preheat the oven, too, so add another 10 minutes there. Uh, but
1: well, just I mean, just just to note, microwaveable bacon takes about twenty seconds to make.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'm very <laughs> interested. So, from your perspective, your prep was probably like four minutes.
1: So no, literally, I mean, I I looked at the package. It said, "It said heat for twenty seconds in the microwave." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'll do that." <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, I think this sandwich is obviously very, very uh, um, um, available at restaurants everywhere, every sandwich place. You could get it off-menu anywhere, and it's pretty easy to make at home. It does require you to cook something, so I'll, I'll knock off a few points for that. And the health is sort of, like, fine. So I'm going to say this is pretty high, actually, like 8 out of 10 for availability.
0: I think it's good. I, I think yeah. it should even be higher. I understand, you know, the the cooking and, and health is something, but this sandwich is just like –
1: Yeah, I, I'm only knocking off 2 points out of 10 because it it is just hard um, to think about, like, compared to – the ham and cheese, where you don't have to do any prep. You just take it's the true. stuff from your fridge and put it no, on a sandwich.
0: That, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, look, Joe. How could I? How could I ever argue with your your ratings?
1: It's but, true. My logic is impeccable.
0: Is this a first date sandwich? Now, I am really interested in this category, Joe. Now, I we're we're say, uh, hypothetically speaking, you and I. I guess we're in this hypothetical example, gay men. We are meeting for a first date. We've mm-hmm. we've picked out I've picked out a, a local as we said, this is the most available sandwich. So we're we're meeting at a deli that's downstairs of my office building. We're we're meeting at two o'clock. We've each, you know, go to the counter and order a coffee, but then you come and you see when you get back to the table that I've got like a little number on my table. And then you're thinking to yourself, hmm, what's that? And then Two minutes later, a waiter comes down, picks up the number, and puts a BLT right in front of me. What are you thinking, Joe?
1: Now let me ask: Is it cut in a diagonal shape or is it cut vertically?
0: Joe, I'm not. I'm not going on a first date to any place so it cut a sandwich fucking in squares. This is cut diagonally. Okay,
1: thank you. Thank
0: oh, well, well, actually, if it is cut in squares, you should just get up and leave.
1: Yeah, and you would apologize. I'm. I- I'm sorry I suggested this restaurant.
0: Let's- <laughs> the, only, the only correct thing for me to do at that point would be pick up the sandwich, throw it in the server's face, <laughs> and say, oh, my God, let's go somewhere else.
1: Look, I would say I think I would think that you were a fairly sophisticated gentleman with good taste in sandwiches.
0: I think the bacon is a, a high-risk, high-reward choice, Joe. Bacon as a trend, you know, there's the, like, Wendy's Baconator sandwich. Like, I felt like bacon had a moment where it sort of came back And then I feel like it got overexposed. Mm -hmm. But I feel like right now it's right in between that moment where it's fading a little bit, but it's still a little bit overexposed. So I think that ordering a sandwich with bacon on it, something that is basically just bacon, it's it's a real expression of my self-confidence that I'm willing to get such a sandwich. And then I think if you're the type of person that even – Potentially, might share the love for bacon. I think I think it's just a, a slam dunk move.
1: I think that's right, and I also think that just in terms of of cleanliness, overall smell. I mean, you know, there's no reason why you can't have a bacon sandwich, a, a BLT, and still get the first, even second base on that first date.
0: Oh, what does a BLT smell like, Joe? It
1: smells like bacon. It's amazing.
0: And, who, there's no person in the world like other than the fact that, you know, when I'm like waking up and smell like bacon for like a month, but like people aren't like, "Ugh, you smell like bacon." People are just like letting you know. You're like, "You smell like bacon." But it, yes. they're not like, "Oh,
1: you must have just had bacon." Exactly. Well, they're not yeah. like
0: upset about it. They're just letting you know. They're like, "You you smell like bacon."
1: I will say I will say one thing about this sandwich that I think is interesting. First of all, the the store-bought version I had I think made a critical error in terms of cleanliness. In that they used shredded lettuce, mm. which was a big mistake, because it 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 actually fell out of the sandwich as I was eating it quite a bit. The second thing is I think that the bacon needs to be cooked right. You need to actually get the bacon, I think, crispier than you would want it on like the side of eggs or whatever, because I, I like my bacon to be like a little bit chewy when I'm having it with breakfast, but. In the sandwich, you want it to be crispy because you don't want to take a bite and, and the, for the bacon to, like, follow you out of the sandwich.
0: Yes, yes. Because it'll it, – once that, that bacon, it's like uh, the string that's unraveling a sweater. Like right, it, right, will, exactly. it will just tug those ingredients out.
1: Which isn't s- such a big problem except then the rest of the sandwich you have is, like – is just a tomato sandwich.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's... – <laughs> That's – it's just like you're eating – it's like bobbing for apples where you're just like getting <laughs> slices of bacon out of the sandwich because especially because those ingredients like – you know, the, the tomato is sort of like slippery. So, it, you know, that the bacon will sort of just slide right out of there if it is – to your point, if it is not – it's either got to be crispy or it's got to be so tender it just like falls apart at at the bite.
1: Right, but it can't be chewy, which, which – which, like I said, like I I like chewy bacon. Like I think that's a good like – If you get, like, the really thick cut and it's, like, a little bit undercooked, like, I actually really like that, but not for this sandwich.
0: Yeah, see, it's interesting because when I made my sandwich, of course, Joe, with this delectable, high-quality boar's head simplicity, naturally smoked, all-natural uncured bacon, I actually cooked it two different ways intentionally. So I made one that I would call very crispy, like, so crisp that as I'm, like, dabbing the bacon with the paper towel to get the grease off, like, the bacon was, like, splitting in half. Like, it was was that – level of crispness and tenderness, but I also made a version that was a little chewier. And I actually found that the chewy version, again, with this delectable high quality boar's head meat, it's it best. didn't, it was tender enough that it wasn't pulling the sandwich apart. And I actually preferred that. I, I think to your point, if I'm getting a uh, breakfast bacon, I want a little bit more of the chewy bacon. And I yep. actually thought if the bacon is tender enough, that that is a version that works really well in the sandwich.
1: So I think this is a pretty good first date sandwich. I think that, uh, you know, as you said, you're laying down a gauntlet that you are someone who enjoys bacon. And yeah. look, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a good thing to find out about a person on the first date because you don't want to be on a first date or you don't want to not find out until the fourth date that the person doesn't appreciate bacon.
0: And it's not only that you like bacon. It's a person who's unafraid to express themselves.
1: Yep. Yep. I like it. I think it's clean. I think this is a great first date sandwich. It also is like somewhat non-controversial. You're not going to offend anyone with this sandwich. I think this is like a 9 out of 10 first date sandwich.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I actually think that's a very interesting point because bacon is one of the few things like if you listen to people who are kosher or people who are vegetarians, there's, if you had to pick like the one thing that they want in the world, they're always like – it's always like bacon.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally.
0: Like so much so that I was listening to a podcast about the top 100 Jewish foods and it was like made by some Jewish magazine of some sort. Bacon was literally one of the, like, top 100 <laughs> Jewish foods just because it is, like, the the poison apple, you know, from the apple tree. Like, everybody yeah. wants their, like, if I could just do one cheat. If like, you're
1: going to cheat, it might as well be bacon. Absolutely. What? And
0: that's what they were – and, like, people were talking about And they are like, oh, if you would cheat. And one person was like, oh, I think I'd cheat with lobster. And it's like – the other person was like, oh, I've had lobster. Like, lobster stinks.
1: Like, yeah. You're not – yeah, you're not missing much. Yeah. Don't Go for the cheat bacon. with lobster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's right. I think that's right. I think it's it's a great first date sandwich.
0: All right. And now to the main event, the bacon of the bacon, lettuce, tomato that is this podcast. Does the sandwich taste good?
1: So Dan, before we get into this, I want to ask you, what method did you use? Did we use the Pam method of construction when you, when you built the sandwich?
0: So I used the, I went to a a website. So I, I thought the Pam method is dry, wet, dry. Now, I think the problem is all of these ingredients are like a little wet. Maybe you could argue that lettuce is dry, but bread is dry. Tomato certainly wet. I'm not exactly sure what you'd call bacon because it is – it's sort of greasy. I think you'd
1: call it a dry ingredient for the purpose of of what Pam's talking about because it's it's not slippery.
0: I did a very specific layering technique that I found on the Food Lab website, which is I went bread – Mayonnaise. So actually, I think I think I'm Pam right now. So uh, dry, wet, then lettuce. So then that's dry again. Then tomato, then bacon, oh, then lettuce, then mayonnaise, then bread. So I sort of th- the outsides of the sandwich were bread, lettuce, or uh, bread, mayonnaise, lettuce, and then I just put the tomato and bacon sort of in the middle there.
1: See, I think as I tried to use the Pam method too. And I think I, I think I maybe did it a little bit more right than you. I'm not sure. I did bread, mayo, tomato.
0: Well, that's, that's not a Pam method right there. Cause that's two wets right in a row.
1: And then bacon and then lettuce and then mayo and then bread.
0: Yeah. I think you're fine everywhere. Except for, I think my sandwich has the tomato and bacon next to each other, which doesn't pass. And you have the the mayo and tomato next to each other. Although I think that tomato and mayo is a real risky proposition there.
1: Well, I mean, be that as it may, I would, I would say that I felt like the sandwich held together very nicely. Uh, And, and I think that, I think that order felt the mouthfeel of it was great. And let me just say, Dan, I mean, just to get to it, I've never had the sandwich before. I don't know why I've never had this sandwich before. It tasted great. It was awesome. I gave it to Liz and your sister was like, why don't I order this all the time?
0: Yeah, it seems like right right up her alley.
1: She she literally, I mean, I, I maybe got a bite or two of the one I made at home. Also, just just to get to this part, microwaveable bacon is really good. <laughs> I've never had it before. It's super easy. I mean, look, I actually didn't even try a piece of it outside of the sandwich. So maybe it's like not... Look, obviously, it's not as good as like homemade bacon, but like for the purposes of 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 innocent, which it was e- it was great and it was super easy.
0: What was the texture like? Did it get to the like crunchiness that you'd expect from normal bacon?
1: Oh, a hundred percent!
0: Wow, oh, that's some, that's a high quality. Was that a, was that a Boar's Head product, Joe?
1: It was, it wasn't even, this is the worst part. It wasn't even a brand name. It it was the, it was the grocery store brand. It was a Kroger brand. It was, it was was the knockoff generic version.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Boar's head wouldn't sully themselves with, with any microwavable products. Oh, no,
1: no, no. They would never stoop that low. Yeah. But anyway, look, the restaurant version was obviously very, very good. Um, Though, as I said, the shredded lettuce was a weird choice, but other than that, it was really, really good. Well,
0: in the food lab, he actually recommends shredded lettuce. Now, I actually made the sandwich two ways. The one I got at the bowling alley. Again, did you buy lettuce? I well, as I said, I would never buy lettuce, and of course, it's a giant ripoff. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> this sandwich. Like on a per sandwich basis, this is just insane because the bacon is eleven dollars, and like you can't. If you're buying high-quality bacon, like, you can't buy it in any less quantity than that. Like, I can't just buy three strips of bacon. Actually, maybe I could if I went to the deli. But anyways, I didn't do that. And you have to buy a head of iceberg lettuce, which was another $3, even though I used, like, you know, one-tenth of the damn thing. But you had to do it. It was in the sandwich. It's an important part of the sandwich. But I made one or the one I got at the bowling alley was that ultra thin shredded lettuce, like, um, you know, maybe like three millimeter thickness. Then I made a version that had like one centimeter thick strips, which I think was sort of the food lab recommendation. And then the version I had today was I was just using like pieces of lettuce that were probably like, you know, two or three inches, like sort of, you know, in quasi round lettuce shapes. So I sort of stacked yeah. in there. Yeah. I actually didn't noticed too much of a difference in taste. I did notice specifically, as you had said, that the smaller the shred of the lettuce is, it's going to just fall out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the lettuce is really there, like um, the taste portion and the mouthfeel portion, it's there to provide like the crispiness and the coolness. Coolness. that is a good contrast to the bacon where the tomato is providing like the sort of, um squishiness and like sweetness that's a good contrast. So I think that the lettuce is obviously super important, but I think that the cut of the lettuce probably taste and mouthfeel-wise matters least. And I think for just the package and the cleanliness, I would prefer not shredded lettuce. But I but you know, like I said, the the restaurant bought one that I got was great.
0: Yeah, see I, I actually think you're getting it wrong, Joe. Which I, I'm, I'm remiss to say. But I think it is the the lettuce, I think, is providing the sweetness, specifically iceberg lettuce. I think the, the tomato is providing the acidity, which is it's, Interesting. Which is really nice against the very salty and sweet meat, which is bacon.
1: See, I think, I think that the mayo with the vinegariness is, is providing the acidity. The tomato is more sweet, in my opinion.
0: What? Mayo doesn't have vinegar, Joe.
1: <laughs> it kind of has like a vinegary flavor to it. Yeah, it's like tangy. No.
0: What kind of mayo are you using? Are you using salad dressing?
1: Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No.
0: no. Mayo is just pure fat. Mayo is, is the like creamy savoriness of the sandwich.
1: With a quick Bing search here mayonnaise is made by a combination of lemon juice or vinegar with egg yolks.
0: I thought it was olive oil.
1: Uh, according to how stuff works, it is lemon juice or vinegar with egg yolk. Wow. Oh, m- made of oil. Egg, yolk, lemon juice, or vinegar. You're right. Okay, three ingredients. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> all right. Well, now I don't feel completely crazy. Okay. But I think the a- acidity there is just like to act as a preservative. I don't think it's a key part of it. But look, it Joe. It definitely is. Look, part of being on this podcast is being like wrong all the time.
1: Is <laughs> having very little knowledge of our subject matter. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Look.
0: Well, okay. I think you're wrong here. I still will stand by that. <laughs> mayonnaise is is not acidic but you know maybe i'm right I, especially compared I think, to tomato i think
1: you've just had mayonnaise so much it's such a staple of your diet i think i think take mayonnaise put it on like nothing put it on like a spoon close your eyes and try it and you'll see that it's like pretty acidic
0: all right i'll try it okay wait uh could this be our viral sensation you know they've got the like cinnamon challenge we just scoop out mayonnaise and eat it
1: the Mayo Challenge, absolutely.
0: Oh yeah, close your eyes. Somebody's you're like, close your eyes, open your mouth. I'm gonna put this white cream. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> all right, scrap that idea. Scrap that idea. Uh, okay,
1: all right. I think uh, this sandwich. I don't know what else there's to talk about, Dan, with this sandwich. It it tastes very, very good. I kind of went into this thinking, not never having had one, that like. It's sort of, there's not even cheese on it. Like, like I'm I'm thinking about like, why, why are they literally my thought going into this was like, this is such a boring sandwich that they have to put lettuce in the name of the sandwich, like the fucking garnish. But after eating, I'm like, this is, they just got it right. And they named it for exactly the reason that you said, because they felt like they found the perfect balance of ingredients. I think it tasted great. I think this is like a eight and a half out of 10. (laughs)
0: A and a <laughs> I, I thought I thought I might get a little higher score out of you there, but I will I will gladly gladly take that score.
1: It is no arguing that Dan. But let's hear: Is it a monster, though, Dan?
0: Ah, yeah, great question, Joe. Is the sandwich a monster? Well, our fan witch PhD Josh, famous food historian who makes that idiot we talked about earlier look like a sack of shit. He said he's coming at this from a little different angle. And so, get ready for this, Joe. All right, let's hear it. Well, bacon isn't great. Pigs are about as smart as dogs and confined for life That's what when I they're said factory last farmed. So, not ideal. But I'm actually going to take a different approach. The modern industrial farmed hothouse tomato is awful. They're bred for attractiveness oh, to no. consumers, being bright red rather than flavor. They all look the same and they all taste the same. Watery and bland. And don't get me started on iceberg lettuce. Oh, no, Josh. So slap an heirloom tomato on there and some fancy lettuce fresh from Dan's garden, and you're okay. Other than the bacon, you monster. But otherwise, the BLT is an abomination. A distillation of everything terrible about industrial agriculture. Monster scale pigeon rat.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know what a pigeon rat is, but my tomato was so red, and now I regret it.
0: Yeah, my tomato was (laughs) quite red as well. But it is interesting because I grow both tomatoes and lettuce, which I think is kind of an interesting thing. They're, they're actually the only two things I grow in the garden. I actually don't think the tomatoes I grow are like that much better than the ones I get in the store.
1: I do. I do like a good heirloom tomato, but they were all out of heirloom tomatoes by the time I got to the grocery store. I mean, it was it was only a few tomatoes up, but they were very red tomatoes. So I I felt good about it. Now I feel terrible about it.
0: Well, now I'm wondering if, like, this this tomato thing has permeated the, like, uh, nursery sector, too. Like, if they're selling me tomatoes that, that look the best as opposed to tasting the best.
1: Oh, interesting. So you want, like, an ugly tomato. That's the point.
0: Yeah, I sort of, I guess. <laughs> Although maybe Josh is just, like, looks-shaming the tomatoes because he's, uh, you know, making up for his own uh, insecurities.
1: All right, Dan. Well, look, I mean, this isn't great. You know, look... You got the smart pigs, you got the iceberg lettuce, apparently, which is a problem, and the tomatoes. I got to say, one out of 10. It's a monster.
0: He says, don't even get him started on the iceberg lettuce. I'd really be interested to know.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Next time we have a sandwich, can you please get started on the iceberg lettuce? I'm very yeah, curious. Yeah.
0: What could be wrong with iceberg lettuce? But look, the, he's not actually insulting the tomatoes. He's just insulting us as a society. We are the real monsters there.
1: Well, I think that's always the case.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, one out of 10. <laughs> okay.
0: I think that's harsh, but whatever. Who cares? Celebrity Bing Search, Joe. This I mean, this sandwich is an iconic sandwich, as as our our disgraced food historian that we talked about earlier mentioned. This is the second most popular sandwich. The first most popular, the ham sandwich, had massive celebrity bing search. I mean, we're we're talking about a red carpet sandwich. I don't think the BLT is a red carpet sandwich, but I have to imagine this is this is getting spoken of in there or this is creating waves in there among celebrities.
1: You would think I mean, I would say that the Bing search for the BLT uh, celebrity was a little bit disappointing. Oh, no! Uh, yeah, I know. I, look, the BLT had a good run early, but but maybe these last few categories are going to be trouble for it. Uh, You know, it it was mentioned that Charlie Sheen ate one on his way out of court once. Uh, A few other mentions of just Not a a
0: great association.
1: So-and-so was eating a BLT. The one thing I found that was very interesting is Kevin Bacon apparently loves the BLT, which, I mean, makes sense. That's a good association. That's a great association. And to your point of what you brought up earlier, he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show – and he was talking about how he has tinkered with the BLT. And he claims to have invented what he called the Blatt, which you called the BLTA.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: which is adding avocado. And well,
0: then he claims. Well, Joe, first of all, if he's claiming it and he called it the Blatt, like that is a marketing nightmare. BLTA look, is like a million times better.
1: Look, I mean, this is the, he, he's a celebrity. He's not in marketing. I mean, what can I tell you? Um, then he claims that he further invented what he was calling the blast, which was adding avocado and smoked salmon.
0: Call back to last week. Oh, man. That is going to be one salty sandwich.
1: And then he claims that he further invented what he called the blast off, which was adding <laughs>
0: – adding Okay. Hold, avocado. On, hold on. Hold on. Let me guess here. O-F-F. Okay. Um, so
1: avocado, smoked salmon. That's You're still in the blast. O-F-F. Go ahead.
0: Okay, let's start with F. There are two of those, so that's got to be something. Uh, Frankfurter, Footloose. No, I got nothing. <laughs> he was adding onion. It's oh, pretty easy. Should have guessed that. And
1: so. french fries on the side. Oh. It's a blast off.
0: He he added the thing on the side that every single restaurant that serves <laughs> the BLT gives with you. Incredible.
1: Look, I don't think Kevin Bacon invented the blat either. Obviously, Kevin Bacon's taking credit for a lot of things right now.
0: Well, This is, I think, amazing because, Joe, now we can play for the rest of our lives the eight degrees of the BLT. Absolutely. There you go. That's perfect. Literally every human in the world is eight degrees from a BLT, which is amazing.
1: I think that, you know, in terms of celebrity stories, I don't like the fact that he's obviously tinkering with the sandwich and making it into another sandwich. But I do like the fact that, much like you and I, Kevin Bacon is a sandwich connoisseur. He's try- He's yeah. He too is on a quest to find the perfect sandwich. Yeah. Six out of ten.
0: Too bad he's busy being famous and acting. He's not devoting the time, Joe. He's not going to the sandwich lab. I'll bet his personal chef maybe goes to the sandwich lab. But look, Joe, if he's coming up with uh, french fries on the side and he thinks he's inventing some crazy shit, give me a break. Get out of look, here, Kevin Bacon.
1: Look, he's got a lot of yes men in his entourage. They're just like, oh, oh, Kevin, this is genius. Come on. This is a great sandwich.
0: Now, also, when I had said before, everything's eight degrees from the BLT, is, it, is the way this game works at every human or is it just every celebrity?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's human.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. It
1: is impressive. I mean, that's, wow. that's how many people, I mean, you, you think about like, you know, like, you know, like random, random people in like Indonesia.
0: They're Only eight degrees. Eight degrees That's to it. the BLT. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, we're one degree from the BLT, having consumed them this week. So let's, let's take it. Let's put it on the cutting board, Joe. Where is it going to go? Is it going to go on the menu or is it going to go into the compost heap? So here's how this is going to work, Joe. I'm going to give my argument to you. Then you will give your argument and make your final decision. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, more like a Van Gogh, because this sandwich is a masterpiece. Much like a work of fine art, it takes some time and thought to craft it properly, but once you do, you are rewarded with a fabulous sandwich from the first bite to the last. It isn't healthy, but I think its reputation for being gratuitously unhealthy is undeserved. You don't need to pile the bacon all the way to the starry night sky. For the sandwich to be good, the sandwich is an all-time classic, and the menu would seem like it's missing its left ear if the BLT were not on it. That was
1: a strange theme, Dan.
0: <laughs> well, l- let's see what you rhyme it with. Uh, uh,
1: you know, I don't know when you said it, it be, be a, a f- rhyme. I'm, I'm more felonado. into these rhymes. You just keep insulting me. Okay, look, look. This sandwich, obviously, is something I've never tried before. I thought it tasted great. It's a good first date sandwich. A little bit lacking in the celebrity category. A little bit lacking in the... I mean, yeah, sure. Not even lacking. It's a monster. Whatever. Let's just say that.
0: Kevin Bacon has some star power, Joe. Absolutely. I think think of all the sandwiches you talked about, though, this is the most direct one where, again, Kevin Bacon is going to sort of like a half-assed version of the Sandwich Lab given his lack of creativity here. But he's still going to his... It's like the celebrity Sandwich Lab. That's pretty good.
1: So a lot of people think that BLT stands for bacon, lettuce, and tomato. But I think, after trying it this week, it stands for brilliant, luscious, and tasty. I think the sandwich was great, Dan.
0: <laughs> it doesn't
1: and I even say, rhyme. <laughs> it's not supposed to rhyme. What did you? Why is this a rule in your mind? Look, I don't, I don't know. I think
0: this. I sandwich like a good was, rhyme.
1: Was great, and I say we put it on the menu, Dan.
0: Yes. All right, Joe. I, look, how could the BLT not be on the menu? Where's my applause? There we go.
1: I think this may be my favorite one yet. Yeah, we we might want to just end the podcast at this point. It was great.
0: As I was going through this week and eating the sandwich, I was like, I don't know how any sandwich could be better than this. I it think might, we have
1: it, a new, we have a new baseline for
0: sure. It might be my favorite sandwich. <laughs> it's so good. I, 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 and, I mean, and the part Should we I wrap like it so- up,
1: Dan? Is this our season finale? <laughs> that
0: would be really great. <laughs> this is such a long episode. It's going to be so annoying to edit. But but look, Joe, this is, unlike Kevin Bacon, we're not going to just uh, add some french fries and call it a day. We're just going to have to evaluate every other fucking sandwich ever made. And then we can decide.
1: I thought it was great, though. I'm glad it's on the menu.
0: Yeah, it well-deserved. Uh, this week... We're too over time, Joe. No lunch pail this week. But if you want to have your question answered next week, send it to sandwich at JoePixpot.com. Whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 Dan, I have a lunch pail for you.
0: <sighs> all right. All right. Quick one, Joe.
1: This is from the Reddit page, and it's a question for you. I
0: okay. want to
1: hear your explanation because I'm curious, too. Feedback on our bagel and locks episode. Radiation is good, Writes, I thought Dan never would use anything other than plain white bread isn't using a bagel, in this case, unfair to the other sandwiches where he'll be using the wrong bread.
0: Well, Radiation is Good, who is going to be mentioned again in the next segment when we get to our our listener sandwich submissions. Much like I will never buy lettuce unless the sandwich specifically says lettuce is an ingredient, in which case I will get it. So... For this sandwich, I had no choice. I had to get lettuce, even though it is long-standing policy. I do not buy lettuce because it's a rip-off. The same thing. If the, in the title of the sandwich, it is required that white bread cannot be used, then I have to get whatever it is. But, you know, like if we're doing the ice cream sandwich, I just can't put ice cream in between, like, two pieces of uh, white bread. Like, I have to get I mean, the I like, Yeah. Well, I have to get the, like, graham cracker, whatever the hell those things are made of. Whatever it is, it's delicious. So... I will always use white bread unless the sandwich specifically in the title of the sandwich or the, like, by far default construction requires that I not use white bread. That's another reason I love the BLT. Like, even I was reading the food lab. It was, like, specifically, like, don't try any other fancier bread. Just use yep. white use bread. Use white bread. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, your logic doesn't make any sense, but fine. Whatever. There's wow. A, you have an internal
0: consistency, I'm sure. Yeah, it Makes complete sense. It's very simple. Uh, anyways, well, let's pick next week's sandwich, Joe. Uh, before we get to, to spinning the wheel, we've got some sandwich submissions. And Radiation is Good submitted two sandwiches, actually. And I was thinking I'd put both of them on the sandwich wheel. But now, well, now I are going to punish him. Well, now I feel attacked. So I'm only going to put one on. So we're either going to put on the tur, which is the name... Uh, it means bouncer in Dutch, and it has two pieces of bread side by side with fried ham, cheese, and fried eggs, sunny side up, on top. That sounds great. Or the smorenbrood, the traditional Dutch lunch food, is served open-faced rye bread. See, look. If the sandwich specifically must be served on rye bread, then I will have that. Rye bread topped with various cooked meats and condiments. Not one sandwich per se, but a whole type that are very popular. Wow, this seems oh, pretty easy. Oh, put them both
1: on, Dan. We're never going to eat that other one. Well, the other good. one's
0: not even a specific sandwich. No. Hey, radiation is good. If you want a sandwich, it's got to be a specific sandwich. You can't put a type on there. Give me a break. All right. We're putting the uj, the Oods uh, Midgeter mitch, on there. All right. Let's add that to the old sandwich wheel. And look, our, our super fan, our fan emeritus, our good friend, Jay... Is back. He's here. He is now oh, a fan And he has submitted his option, a good simple sandwich, the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Oh. So. Lovely. Throw that right on the wheel. All right. So our listener right. wheel now has. What
1: percent chance do we have of listener wheel here? What's the percentage up to?
0: Uh, I-, I don't know. Probably still like 10%. There's really not much there. Yeah, maybe a little over 10%. Okay. But on the listener wheel, we've got the hog roast, Donner Cook donor kebab hot pastrami on rye so i would have to get rye bread for that one too it's in the name the fairy bread the club sandwich the banh mi the oots midgeter and the bacon egg and cheese sandwich so in case the listener gets selected we will be doing one of those i really hope we don't although some of those actually sound pretty good but joe you ready let's do it all right here we go all right anything but listeners anything but listeners Actually, I really hope it's me oh, Here
1: we go, oh, oh, stop, oh. stop, stop, stop,
0: Dan
1: uh, It's once again the opposite of listener,
0: yeah, so it's <laughs> right on the exact other side, all right, Joe, this is good. I mean, I was dominating the wheel i had I had like four sections to your three sections, and these are big sections, so I have thought a lot about this, and Joe, we've. Been doing a variety of sandwiches that I think haven't been the, the healthiest sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to pick a sandwich that's a very simple sandwich but a very healthy sandwich. And Joe, I have selected the cucumber tea sandwich.
1: The cucumber tea sandwich. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's funny because last week you said that you were going to take the pulled pork sandwich if you won. You've literally picked the opposite of a
0: pulled pork sandwich. Well, Joe – after eating multiple BLTs this week, I th- look, the BLT and the pulled pork are very similar sandwiches. I think to do pulled pork right after the BLT would actually be doing it a disservice. We've got to clear our palates a little bit. And the cucumber tea sandwich is just such a well, perfect Dan, sandwich. Well, Dan, I mean,
1: dust off your British accent next week. Will, will you, will you uh, as, we? as the sandwich requires, be drinking tea with your sandwich? Of course.
0: It will be my most sincere pleasure to have high tea with you, Mister Mizrahi. <laughs> All
1: right, I'm excited, Dan. The cucumber—that's what a stupid sandwich. With a
0: platter of my cucumber tea sandwiches on my finest silver
1: cucumber tea sandwiches. I'm 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 ready, Dan.
0: All right, cucumber tea sandwich. All right, so I'm going to remove that was the uh, the orange segment that that's gone. So now the listener really... Now the listener is, is taking up, uh, has a much higher chance, but not for this week. So, before we go, hey, let's read an iTunes review. Look at this one. From user Joe Zany. I don't know if it's because I love sandwiches so much or Joe's voice, but I can't stop listening to the podcast. It really makes you think about what you want to order standing wide at Panera Bread. What would Joe order? I find myself asking this question at lunchtime every day. Thanks, guys. Five stars.
1: Oh, wow. That's nice.
0: It's a great review. If uh, you'd like your review read, please why don't you leave us a five-star review on the iTunes store. And uh, all right, Joe. Time to put the bread away until next week. Joe Picks a Sandwich is part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash JoePicks. Joe, I thought we had a very lively subreddit this week.
1: Lots of feedback on the BLT. Lots of Lots of feedback on the Bagel podcast, and also the Bagel Reddit loved us. Bagel subreddit thought we were, uh, you know, fantastic.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think we're, we're starting to hit that critical mass, Joe. We're getting enough sandwiches. We're getting some discussion. It's very exciting. So, everybody go to reddit.com slash r slash Picks. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong with the BLT, or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwich, the Cucumber Tea Sandwich.
1: I mean, who doesn't have a strong opinion about the cucumber tea sandwich? Oh, oh dear.
0: <laughs> Leave a comment on the Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePixPod.com. Special thanks to superfan Josh, or Fanwitch Josh. i got to edit that for the research. His book, Red Meat Republic, is on bookshelves everywhere this May and is available for pre order on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Also, thanks to Fanwitch Jeff for the theme song. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others can find this podcast. Joe, see you next week.
1: Dan. Great sandwich. Great
0: episode. Thanks, Dan.